Can you come closer, hon? I need you to hold my hand. <laughs> okay. Yes. Amen. Okay, that's weird, but well. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for everyone here. Thank you, God, for preparing hearts. Holy Spirit, you know what everyone needs here. And I thank you and ahead of time that you go forth and your word does not return void. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to share the vision that I have had for the last two and a half years. <laughs> Many people... I got to get my tissue. A lot of you know it. My kids know it. My husband knows it. And I know I've given bits and pieces to everyone in here. Maybe some, none. But, uh, and the purpose of this, because you might be saying, like, well, this is your vision. What does this have to do with us? It has, I believe, it has a lot to do with all of you because you are, Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> Um, I believe that you guys are our family, you're our church family, and you're part of this army, just like we were singing, there's an army rising up, right? And we are all part of that. We are the church. We are his church. So in this vision that God gave to me, you are all there. So that's why I think that it's unfair to to sit on it or hold it, you know, like I need to include you guys and give you the opportunity to believe with us. So my uh, God released me to give this word and my husband okayed me to do it. And <laughs> it's very hard for me given my past of being in mental institutions. So to, to say all this stuff, it seems like, woo, wackadoo. Um, but I want to profess, uh, what's that word? Preface, preface, profess, like to go, huh? Yeah, like to just say beforehand that it is biblical, that, that everything that I'm about to say, and it's really awesome to me because as, what, go ahead. Yeah, you want, you can if you want. Um, at any point, you guys can ask questions, raise your hand, ask questions specifically about the like how you are in my vision. You're welcome to do that. Um, he's here to also, yeah, yeah, he's a little, to back it up with scripture or biblical accounts. Like last night, he was telling me a really cool biblical account because I was scared to death because I believe the Holy Spirit told me to do this a couple weeks ago, get up in front of you guys with like a chart and like the land and the markings and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not, I, I'm not going to do that. They're going to look at me and be like, okay, where's the straight jacket? Let's go. And then last night again, because he wanted me to <laughs> preach this morning and I was going to do relationship versus religion. And last night in the middle of the night, I could not sleep. And he said, I want you to present your vision to the church. And I'm like, <laughs> so I was going to do it without saying anything to him. Surprise! And then God was like, no, that's not cool. I have released you, but he needs to okay you. So I woke him up. Yes. 
Go ahead. And that he'll read a story kind of that goes along with that, and it's not Noah's Ark. But she's a little rough around the edges, so I do want to say that you, I'm not saying you guys have to believe or you're out of the church, because I'm just here to encourage you with the vision that God gave me for the, ch- the church, the, what he wants us to do, us to do. Like I said, you're all in there. So it's an opportunity for every single one of you guys to put your faith where your mouth is. Because a lot of times we get up here and we sing songs like everything, nothing is impossible with God. You know, um, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Um, No thing can in any way harm us. Um, You're going to give us things that are unimaginable that we can't even imagine, think. Or, you know, we read that in the Bible And we think that we believe it, but how much do we really believe it when we sing the song, right? How like, we sit in church and sing these songs, read the scriptures, but I just want to encourage you, and not necessarily, like, to have your own dreams. I, I know God's given each one of you your own dream, your own vision, your own dream house, your own dream assignment that God has spoken to you your whole life. Like, I've had things since I was a little girl, and I know each one of you has. So I just want to encourage every one of you, like, to come alongside of us in this vision, or, and, or, to, huh? To continue to believe big. Like, let's not put God in, God in a box, because he is able to do so many amazing things. Like, we read the accounts in the Bible, like Noah's Ark the parting of the Red Sea, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. God did that. But he's the same God. He's the same God then that he is now. He does not change. So why today in the 21st century are we saying, like, we we put things in our own head, like, that's too spiritual. Like, we have to be practical. We have to be this way, this way. Like, we can't, God can't do that today. And also I wanted to say, too, that I, I believe, and I know that a lot of people don't like politics being spoken from the pulpit, but it is all over the Bible. Y'all, all over the Bible, like there's kings that were like politicians. In the New Testament, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were the ones that crucified Jesus, the religious people. They're like politicians. So and I believe that my vision and politics are connected. And I also believe that that's why God released me to give this word and this vision shortly after Trump announced that he's running for 2024, shortly after midterm elections. And I'm sorry if that irritates some of you guys' whatever, but that's just the truth. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the truth. Um, and and after two and a half years, I can't, can't, I can't, I don't, 
want to keep it to myself anymore. So I'll give you a little bit. So March 2020, so this was two months after. Does anybody have any water? Like I will literally drink anybody's water bottle at this point. There was no more bottles back there. If I would have known, I would have brought the case from home. Um, March 2020 was shortly after COVID came. <laughs> yeah, this is exciting, you guys. Not it's like joy, and, and this is the opportunity I want to give you guys is to be full of joy, excite. This is exciting to celebrate, to be happy, to you know His presence is fullness of joy, and His it's it's awesome. Um. So March 2020, COVID had to hit a couple months, right? And that's when we stepped away from our old church um, because they decided to shut down, which to us was big no-no. And then, so I was just like, well, what do we do now? Because we grew up, my kids grew up in that church. We were married in that church, like to walk away from all these people that we loved. But it's not for people, you know? This, this life is not, I mean life that's we're to love God and love people <laughs> so it is about people but we knew that God was bringing us out there because we're not going to shut down how can you shut down the church but anyway that's a whole nother thing for another day so um then so right before Easter I got the word and revelation um not in revelation but word and revelation of Mark eleven twenty four that you have whatever you say you have, and that was so revelationary, and if that's not a word, I just made it one, um, because I've heard it so many times, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, you know, we can move mountains, whatever, um, but the way he spoke it to me was totally different, and I was like, wow, so I was like walking on water at that point and then two months later in may um may 2020 i started putting to paper the things that i say i have and i'm gonna have and it started with our dream house and so i started speaking it out and then god so part of it was my my having what i say i have and the other part was god giving me downloads from heaven and he would add to it so it started with our dream house, then it turned into a town, then it turned into land, then it turned into a whole region of light with businesses, with um, a whole, so it's self-sufficient. It has its own power grid, its own food source, water source, energy source, gas, everything. Um, basically like a huge force field, like nothing. There's no sickness, no disease nothing like that so that's basically the gist of it and if you you want to go with that story now or do you want me to open it up for questions does anybody have a question <laughs> i know it's kind of like what is happening here but okay so he'll go he'll read the story sure the story that came to me when she woke me up at one o'clock in the morning when I was trying to sleep you know what I mean and I still wanted to sleep even but anyway 
Um, the story that came to my mind because, uh, you know, with all this and um, visions and stuff like that, when God gives you a word, he tells you a word, he gives you something, right? It's not up to you to figure out how, what, where, when, why, all that. He, he does that, right? So here's the story, and I'm sure some of you have already heard it. Um, it's got some really sad stuff in it, but I think I'm going to put that in there. Should I? Mm -hmm. yeah. Afterward, <coughs> Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, and actually let me change versions real quick. I don't know which one is better actually, but. King James. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't find King, King and James. There it is. Here we go. Except for I might try to skip the these and thou's if I can figure out how. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. Does it sound right, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not. Oh, wait, I think it's a little different. A little further down. There we go. Yeah. So that stuff was kind of preemptive to this, but there's a siege. So it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And this, this is the kingdom of, of the Jews, um, the southern or northern kingdom, the one that's not Judea. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until, this is a bad word, until a donkey's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver and the fourth pa part of a cab of dove um, dung for five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help my lord, O king. So, this lady says to, to the king, help my lord, O king, and this is what he says to her. He said, if the Lord does not help you, whence shall I help thee, or how can I help you, right? Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press, and the king said to her, what is your problem? But he says, what aileth thee in King James? Okay, guys, I, I just changed that to what's your problem. And she answered and said, this woman said unto me, Give thy son, and I'm going to change it back because that's crazy big. Try and read it that way. Okay. Ah, ugh, this is crazy right here. And she said, this, man, this woman said to me, give me your son and let us eat him today, and we'll eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, give your son that we may eat him. But she had hidden her son. That's a horrible thing, right? These people are starving and nobody... They're sieging him. They don't let him have food or anything like that. When the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. And since he was walking across the city wall, the people saw that he had sackcloth on his body underneath. Then he said, so may God do to me. And even more, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, stands on his shoulders after today. And my wife asked me when I read her that, what the heck? Why is he mad at Elijah? And how does it have to do with him? Right? What did he say to the lady? He said, if God doesn't help you, how can I? Right? And Elisha is the God representative. So that's why he's upset with him. God's, Elisha's the guy, he's sitting around doing nothing as far as he's concerned. Why is Elisha not doing anything? Um, now, Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. The king sent the messenger, but before the messenger came to him, Elijah said to the elders, Are you aware that this son of a murderer has sent a man to take off my head? When the messenger enters, shut the door and enter and hold it against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him. And while he was speaking with them, the messenger came down to him. And then the king said, this, is c this calamity is of the Lord. The, the king is saying this. Why should I hope in the Lord any longer? That's 
thought that was super important for me because a lot of times we say that the bad stuff is from God and why should I hope in God anymore? That's what he was saying. Then Elijah said, hear the Lord of the, the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord tomorrow about this time, a measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria, which basically means we're going to be rich. Everything is going to be cheap because we're so full of bountiful stuff. Then an officer whose hand the king leaned on answered the man of God, if the Lord were to make windows in heaven, could this thing happen? So I say this to say, too, that look at this, that's what this kind of like what Justice was saying, you know, the guys like, hey, even if the windows of heaven open, how could this even happen? And he said, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not eat from it. There were four leprous men at the entry of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we let if we say, let us enter the city, the famine is in the city and we will die there. If we say if we sit here, we die also. Now, come, let us fall into the camp of the Arameans, if they spare our lives, we will live. If they kill us, we'll only die, right? Because they were going to die in any old way. So they rose at twilight into the camp of the Arameans. When they came to the edge of the camp of the Arameans, there was no one there. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of chariots, horses, even the sound of a large army, so that they said to one another, Listen, the king of Israel has hired the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come against us. So they got up and ran away in their twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, their donkeys. The camp remained just as it was, and they ran for their lives. When these leprous, leprous men came to the edge of the camp, they went into one tent. They ate and drank and carried off silver and gold and clothes and went and hid them. And this is what Angela didn't want to do to, you, to anybody. Then they went back, entered another tent, and carried off things from there and went and hid them. Because this is what they say to another. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right today. This is the day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, we will be found guilty. Let us go now and enter the city and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city, and they told them, We came to the camp of the Arameans, and there was no one there. There was no sound of a man's voice, only horses tied, donkeys tied, and the tents as they were. Then the gatekeepers called out and told the king's household inside. The king got up in the night, his servants, and he, uh, he said to his servants, we will sh This is what the Arameans are trying to do to us. They, that uh, they know we are starving. So they left the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when, they, when we come out of the city, they will capture us alive and get into the city. One of his servants answered, Let some men take five of the remaining horses, since those remaining will suffer the fate of the whole multitude of Israel that have perished already, so let us send them and see. So they took two chariots and horses, and the king sent them to the army of the Arameans, saying, Go and see. So they went after them to the Jordan, and the whole way was full of clothes and vessels which the Arameans had thrown away in their haste. Then the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and looted the camp of the Arameans. So that the word of the Lord was fulfilled. A measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. So everything was cheap and they had an abundance. The king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge over the gate and the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Just as the man of God had said um, when he said that you will see it with your own eyes and you won't eat of it. That's all the story folks. You can go back. Yeah, it's uh, Second Kings 7, uh, and it starts at, like, verse 24. Uh, actually, Second Kings 6, 24 goes into 7. Okay, so um, 
to go back to the vision. It is self-sustainable. Um, all of us have our own dream houses according to what you've always thought of as you're when you were little up until now. There's a Kenai Island, <laughs> which is like Kauai. There's an ocean on the property, and it's here. So it's in Rio Rico, like the boundaries as far as the vision. A lot like Ronnie and Melissa know about this. And they're like, well, maybe it's in Texas because they just moved. And we're like, we don't think so. <laughs> um, so where the checkpoint starts, the Border Patrol checkpoint, like all the way down to like 82, like Sonoida Highway, all the way this way, and then to the Mexican border and back around. So it's like this huge, that's the region of light. And there's been many confirmations, <laughs> different prophets that we don't know personally that have said certain things that I'm like <gasps> and then like I'll call Melissa and be like oh my gosh and then one of the biggest confirmations <laughs> that I still think is the coolest thing in the world he was playing a video game and I was <laughs> he's like don't tell us because I think it's so cool because the town was named Eden before you know that's what I was that's what God the name gave God gave me right um, and so he was coming up to a priest in a town. He was coming up to a town, and the priest of the town, in a video game he was playing, I was sitting on the couch, you know, reading my Bible or watching a video or something, and the priest goes, Welcome to Eden, the lighthouse of faith. And he was like, Babe, this priest in this game. And I'm like, What? I'm like, thank you, Jesus. So there's been, like, a lot of things that have come. And, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, like, different people in the family have, like, has said visions. And I'm like, wow, that, like, goes along with what? So it's really cool how that. So there's an ocean. There's a lake. And there's not seasons. There's places. So you know how the Lord's Prayer says, on earth as it is in heaven. So it's like we don't. Okay, this is, it's, it gets wild, but just bear with me. I used to believe in rapture. I used to believe in tribulation, but the word of God, I mean, the Lord's prayer says on earth as it is in heaven. So I believe, and then what was the scripture that you were saying last night? The kingdom will draw near to you, not the other way around. So it's so much like heaven. So instead of the, the season change at your dream house, there's places. So, Kenai Island, always like Hawaii, what, what's like always 70 degrees and sunny, and he's got waves that he can surf in, and it's like Hawaii, right? And then there's like a Christmas town in the, um, the mountains. There's, so there's different temperatures where you go to those places. But in the residential area where we all live, it's like 70, 75, all year round, sunny, whatever. And if you love rain, you can go to the place that it's rainy. And it's like that all the time. And then each of us can have as many houses as we want according to your own vision, your own dreams, your own desires that God has placed in your heart. So I know this seems totally wild, but why not? You know what I'm saying? Because it says all things are possible with God to those who believe. So how much are we willing to believe? How much are we willing to say? You know, God can do all things, just like in the Bible. There's some crazy things that happen. 
So again, yes. Okay. You, you, okay, so this, so I'll go to the assignment part. So when we first get there, kind of, yeah, because you're saying, do we just stay there forever and never leave? Is that what you're asking? I don't believe so. I believe that on earth as it is in heaven, Jesus is in us. So why would he come get us? He doesn't need to rescue us. He's already rescued us. I know that's confusing. To heaven. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, so like when we meet God face to face and, okay, what about that? No. He's always talking to us. I believe it's whatever you say you have. I believe that you can. If yet yeah, right now. Like if I said, Jesus, I want to walk with you in the cool of the day, I've done it. So, and I believe that every one of us can do it that has Jesus in our heart. But that's for you. I mean, you, that's between you and God. And the, the, I just want to give you the opportunity to believe for big things. Believe God for big things. Because he's not limited by anything. He's not limited by our own thoughts. It, Nothing, okay. Do, did you want to say something? The way that I see it is, like I said, it's self-sustaining. So it has like a force-filled protective bubble. <laughs> it sounds so weird. But no thing can get in to this region of light. Nothing can get in. No sickness, no disease, no person that has any ill intent towards us or the church can get in. But yes, we can leave. And that goes to the assignments. The vision that I have is when we get to our house... Um, and there's going to be a new government, and this is <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> okay, so in the vision, he and I are kind of like the, 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 the mayor people of this region of light, and there's many of them across the world. And so, and then we have a round table of faith. 
And that's like our leadership. So when we get to our house, like Kalani and Maria are on there, Karina, and <laughs> it's so awesome that you're here today, Dad, because you and Mom are on the round table of faith together. So it's 12 people, just like the 12 tribes of Israel, um, all together. Most of them are couples, there are a couple singles but it equals 12 people all together. That is our round table of faith. It's like our council that we call right when we get there. I don't know how it's going to happen. I mean, he and I both are like, and that's kind of like the story that he, to, to say, like, don't put God in a box because we have our own thoughts. Like maybe it's going to happen this way. Maybe we're just going to wake up in the morning, <laughs> Caleb. We're just going to wake up tomorrow in the new house. And, you know, who knows? God hasn't told me that. And that's the last two and a half years he and I have gone through moments and times that were so frustrated and confused. Like, how is this going to happen? When? Like, why are we waiting? So, you know, why is it taking so long? Because I thought it was going to be. November 1st of 2020, like, I remember, uh-huh, did someone say something? Oh, I remember the first uh, light in the darkness, Cassie's like, are you excited about tomorrow? Because the next day was November 1st, so I'm like, I'm so excited, and then we woke up and was like, what, God, you said November 1st, but God doesn't give dates, so I don't know what happened there, don't know, don't, it doesn't even matter, but all I know is that it's awesome. It's a wonderful place. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that does anybody have any other questions? Go, go ahead.
Well, let me go. Let me go to the assignment portion. Maybe, maybe that'll help. I mean, or keep your questions. So, um, so when we get to our house, we have. First of all, this is really cool because a lot of things. When God was downloading this, I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, how can this be? And then when I told him, I thought he was gonna be like, you have really lost it now. Like, we are done. And he's like, that's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. And I'm like. Really? I was, like, so excited because at that point I hadn't read the Bible from front to back ever. So, and the stuff that I did read in the Old Testament, I kind of forgot because it had been a while because a lot of pastors say, stay in the New Testament. Like, the Old Testament doesn't matter. It's Old Covenant, but it does matter. Like, it flows together. So, when we get to the house, there's unlimited silver and gold in every single one person's house there. And in our house, we have, like, a vault, and, like, it's, like, two authentication, like, he puts his fist in, and then his foot, his uh, thumbprint, whatever, and then there's a big thing that opens, and it's just, like, gold and silver coins, and then when we take them out, and then there's a cabinet with bags, like, literal old school, like, a bag of gold coins, <laughs> that we use to trade and stuff in our region of light. And we can also, and then now the way the economy is going, two years later, I'm like, whoa. It's like going back to the gold standard and silver and all that stuff. And he also said it's biblical. And so that was all really cool confirmation. And we also have an assignment booklet in the cabinet. And that tells us like, and we have jets, we have a fleet of jets on the region. Everyone has their own dream house. There's businesses that, like, whatever you dreamt to do. I know Kalani <laughs> dreams of having um, a horse ranch, right? For, he's like, whatever. Whatever you have dreamed of, you're going to have it there. Whatever you have dreamed of, you're going to have it there. And for the little, like the teenagers and stuff, they already have their own dream house, but they'll live with us until they don't want to live in there anymore. And then if you drive around the resident residential area, which is huge, 
because our property is huge if you think about the boundaries I was talking about the, your name will be on your mailbox and we also have a white and yellow pages when you walk in so on our counter so I can look up in the, the white pages old school and look up your name green and then I can see your address drive to your house your name will be on your mailbox and it will be your dream house that you've always envisioned same with Cassie if she wants to live with you or she wants to live with Nana but she will have her own house that has her name on the mailbox and you can find her in the yellow pages same with businesses like I Taya has um, a snow cone business on the beach area um, and she also has like a in my vision okay she and she also has like a beach clothing like tanks and bike shorts like along the boardwalk in the beach area justice has a real estate business um, I've already seen her husband Santiago de Leon <laughs> she's like okay and he's just like she envisioned okay so all those things are just awesome things to get excited about so I'm encouraging you guys like oh yeah God did give me this desire God did give me this dream but then maybe at some point you were like ah, eh, that's too crazy that can't happen so I'm just here to encourage you, dream big, because God is a big God. He is not limited by anything, and he wants you guys to have what you say you have. Start speaking these things out, even if we haven't seen them yet, and that's what we struggle with as husband and wife. A lot of times it's like, God, like I can't get in front of the church and tell everybody about this because we haven't seen it. We haven't experienced unlimited finances yet that we can actually see but we continue to speak it out like if you look at our account right now no let's not do that so I'm saying but we continue to say we have more than enough we are rich because our God has a, a cattle on a thousand hills you know, he has unlimited silver and gold because that's what his word says, right? And we walk by faith, not by sight. So it doesn't matter what our physical eyes see. We stand on the word of God and we speak that out. That's what Mark eleven twenty four is all about. And so I encourage you to go to that scripture and ask God to open your, your spiritual eyes when, to have it pop out to you that's personal and revelationary to you. Again, I'm making that a word. Um, if it's not already. So just be encouraged. So there's a lot of other things. If anybody has another question about what's there, what it means. Oh, and then you, we can go, hold on one second. The assignments, like he'll say, January 24th, you're going to go to China and preach to these people. You're going to take this jet and you're going to take these kids, like, because we've got tons of them. Like, say, you'll take your boys. And this is who you're taking for your worship team. You know, and then we call all those people up and we go do that assignment. Because I believe a time is coming very soon where the world, I'm going to get a little political. So there's a lot of people that are asleep. And I'm not talking about woke. I'm talking about awake. So not the woke, how the young people say it today. So there's a lot of people in the church, Christians, that are sleeping and they're sitting in the pews like this, and they're, they need to be shaken, woken up. And I believe that that's us, the army that's rising up. 
And so that's part of our assignments. It's not necessarily to go preach the gospel, but yes, that is, that's part of it. I believe that we're going to be speaking to the unsaved and to the saved. And I believe that the wicked people, the really wicked people, they're the ones that are going to be taken out of the earth. We're going to be rescued from them, not rescue us rescued from the earth. So they're going to be taken out. And the ones that are left, that's kind of like how I envision the rapture. We're not going to be taken away. They're going to be taken away. We're going to be left behind. And we're going to be the ones going on assignment to preach to these Christians that the, f the real freedom that they have in Jesus Christ, because there's a lot of Christians out there that don't believe. They, they don't believe that they've really been set free, that they can be healed. How many denominations out there don't believe in healing? And it's not, again, it's not about denomination, like we're better than them. No, we're there to the lighthouse of faith. Like, and what does that scripture say about the lighthouse? When your faith is shipwrecked, we're there to shine the light, to say, like, Jesus is the light. And you have all of this to him. So that's the assignments, Lonnie. Like, we'll go on different things. And then we'll have... Of course, the church on the property. Um, there's border patrol. That's why I was like, Ronnie, you're not leaving. You're just going to go to academy to learn how to be an agent, and then you're going to be here. <laughs> I was so mad. But anyway, that's a whole other story. So he's gonna. it's going to be like the border's going to be protected, but we will let people. Go ahead, Austin. Um, that's a good question. I think that there's going to be regions of darkness as well because or people that are still asleep in the church. So people that are Christians and have Jesus in their heart but don't necessarily live the freedom out that are going to be on the outside of the region. And those are the assignments that we are going to go to preach to them. But then maybe some... I don't know how it's all going to work, but I know that anybody that has ill intentions towards us will not be allowed, like, will not be allowed to step foot onto the region. So we're going to be protected from satellites, like if anybody's trying to spy. Um, I know it seems conspiracy theory, but I think it really does happen. Like nobody can bring satellites or drones through our airspace. No airplanes from other people's military can come in with because it's going to be all a protective bubble so yeah 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 and the prophet confirmed that in one of her words so he had a vision before i heard it from the prophet that instead of ambulances taking people to the hospital they would take them to us. And then the prophet that I heard confirm it, she said the regions of light, like she saw um, people backed up on a highway, and as soon as they would come up to the region, people there would be healed. And that's what Ronnie would be doing, securing the border and healing like when they would drive up, oh, ambulances, like, oh, this person has cancer, this person's about to die. And then Ronnie would, huh? Yeah. And then Ronnie and like a lot of other people that have been trained 
he would be kind of like the supervisor because he's already border patrol agent and loves healing folks. But. And I love the Habakkuk 2 one. That's the one that's, and I know I've preached it before, is the vision won't delay, because that's when I was like, okay, God, it's been two years. When is this going to happen? And then I saw that scripture, um, the the vision won't delay. And he keeps telling me, today's the day. Yeah. Amen. Does anybody else have any other questions? Yes, Tommy. Yeah. You can live wherever you want. We're going to have several houses. We're going to have one on Kenai Island. Sorry, Kalani. We're going to be sharing. <laughs> yes. um, and one probably in Christmas Town because he loves Christmas. We start listening to music in August in our house. Um, yeah. um, and then, like, the forest um, cabins. You can have a cabin that's your house. Whatever. What. Mark eleven twenty four. You have what you. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Did you have another question, Lonnie? What? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know f- in detail about all that stuff because I don't dig into that stuff quite. <laughs> yeah. 
But all I know is, go ahead.
was it Alex? You know, Kalani, I wanted to tell you something real quick about that. Is It's funny because I was telling him, I've told him a couple times, and I think I told Maria, when I was going through a psychotic episode <laughs> in 2007, yeah, 2007, um, I was at Elizabeth Warren's house, um, and you were right there. There was a, um, your house was right there at the time, and there was a desert right there. And so during that episode, which they were always spiritual, it was like I was in the spiritual realm, like trapped there. And it was crazy. Like all the things that I would say and do looking back now were totally biblical. <laughs> so I was on Elizabeth's patio because she was like watching me until Pastor Jane could get there and they could take me to the mental institution because that's where I needed to be. Um, and I could see your house from her back patio. This is just kind of cool. Um, and I told Elizabeth, I said, I want to go to Kalani's. And she's like, no, 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 he can't help you. You need to stay here. Like, no, he, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, I can see his house. I want to go to his house. He knows. He knows. I just got like, <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 you need to stay here. And then I can't remember if it was right before that or right after that. I just fell back on her concrete patio. I was standing up, and I just went straight back. And I don't know if that was me throwing a fit because she told me no. Like, I can't really remember, but I specifically remember saying, I want to go to Kalani's because we used to always go to life group at his house. And Elizabeth went to that life group as well. And also, side note, she told me that I could not speak to my vacuum when it stopped working, and that still bothers me <laughs> to this day because I did pray over it, and it did start working, and she laughed at me. So looking back now, it was kind of funny. that. But anyway, and then recently, God, God always tells me that you know stuff. You know stuff. You know more. And so, and there's just dumb stuff that, I would put in the way like the tithing thing or things that I didn't agree with him on like the rapture or whatever because I was so stuck in the religious mind like tithing when we first got here it bugged the crap out of him that I put tithe on the check and now I don't even believe in tithing either because it was like revelationary and I know some of you guys are gonna be like what so I stopped putting tithe on the memo but still tithed. <laughs> like, I just won't write it on there. But now it's like, yeah, it disgusts me, actually. And it's weird to say that. And when I see some pastors, um, I'm getting off the subject, but I'll, I'll leave it after this. When I see some pastors or live streams or concerts or whatever, they literally disgust my spirit because it's like so religious and so like, yeah, money driven. But at the same time, I believe in prosperity. Right, right, like the religious spirit of we have to do these, and a guy got up at a recent concert and asked for, you know, donations for this thing, and I was, it just, I was like irritated with that, and I don't know why, and so now I'm just like, you know what, you give, what did Jesus say? He said, you don't give out of compulsion, and don't give, um, he said you should, huh, yeah.
Yes, exactly. And you'll end up giving more than a tithe. Yeah, because all of it's his. Yeah, amen. I always say, God speaks to me and I know what he says. Amen. You were very patient. I think I think so. And this cool land that we're going to be in. There's no, he hasn't changed to do for some and not do 
Is it recording? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing, too, that Alex and I have believed for a long time is that you don't die. You don't have to die because he's not a respecter of persons. And Elijah was taken up in a chariot of fire, never saw death. Enoch was just no more. He walked with God, and then he was no more. And if he's not a respecter of persons... And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We all have that same opportunity to be like, no. And then there's another verse in the Bible that says it's only one time appointed for man to die. And when is that? When Jesus comes into our heart, we die with him and resurrect with him. We are a new creation. That's when we died. That's our one and only time for us to die. We died we resurrected, we're sitting at the right hand next to God with Jesus. So there is no death in the ground, worms eating our body for us.
It's a symbol. Yeah, and you look crazy. That's relationship during versus religion. Austin, Austin, how you feeling, bro? What do you have? Ask any question you want. We're here for you. Okay, to speak to that, so the Bible says, well, the Lord's Prayer, you know the Lord's Prayer, right? On heaven as it is on earth. So that's, and the kingdom draws near to us. So to say that, uh, do you want to say anything? Go ahead, babe. 
Yes, I believe you're in your natural body. Sorry, love you. Confirmation, yeah. I believe that they're going to be there. That's my personal belief. You have what you say you have. There's certain people that are no longer here in the physical body that Alex and I believe and have prayed for that will be in our region of light in physical form. You have what you say you have. People that we have cried over, spoken life over, called back, you know, because you, you know you can ri raise people from the dead that's the power of Jesus Christ and when Jesus went up to be with the father he told his disciples you will do what I have done and greater things we haven't seen the greater things yet so if we can do everything that Jesus did in the New Testament which was amazing he rose people from the dead Lazarus was dead for four days the people that rose when he rose, who who knows how long they had been dead. Like, people probably did think there was a zombie apocalypse. So it doesn't matter. God is not limited by time or space. So if someone's been dead for 20 years, five months, five minutes, I believe that if you say in the name of Jesus, raise, raise, you know, live again, they will be there. Yeah. Amen. So I 
Amen. Amen. All right, love you guys. What's up, Lonnie? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So I don't know how that works in timeline wise. I don't know either, Austin. That's what frustrates us. Is it's like, okay, when, when, where, how? <laughs> mm-hmm. Love you. Okay, love you guys. I think people need to go, but if you have any questions, you can always ask us or whatever.